Welcome to Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we try to help you be helpful to other people. I'm Kate Watson, and I'm here with a fan favorite. Melanie's here. I think I think it's been at least a year since you've been on. So how have you been? What's new? How's life treating you? Life is good. A lot of changes, a lot of different things going on. But I have to say I am in a good place right now, and life is really good. And I'm happy to be back. Yeah. I I sense from you that things are in a good place and life is treating you well. And I I know, I mean, even though you haven't been on the podcast, we like we've been keeping in touch. And I know that you've been doing good stuff and you're inspiring me with your dedication to running and morning visits to the gym. What? Like you're you're really doing it. And so uh, I'm just really happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, you're the one who has run marathons and I absolutely have not done that yet. But yes, I try to keep my physical health is really helpful for my mental health. So being a former athlete, it's kind of just ingrained in me and I can't really turn it off actually. And sometimes my body hates me for that, but I try to, you know, keep it at bay and let myself know that like I am old now. So I have to kind of tailor (laughs) what I do. (laughs) You are still stepping up to the challenge. I love it. And, um, you know, part of the reason it's so nice to see you doing well is I, I can remember you and I having a phone call a couple of years ago when both of us were not doing so well. We were both going through, I mean, I, I shouldn't put words in your mouth. I will call it for me like a rather hellish time of my life, but I, I think you were as well. Absolutely. And... <laughs> We sat on the phone for a while, just sort of being there for each other. And I will always remember that phone call, but I'm bringing it up because while we were on the phone talking about tough things that we're facing, uh, it was around the time that Glennon Doyle's book Untamed came out and I recommended it to you. And I remember you saying, why have like 10 million people recommended this book to me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I couldn't believe that I hadn't read it or like heard about it. And at that point in my life, it was something that I really needed because yeah, that was probably the, the lowest of the low. I was like coming out of it, but I was still going through a lot of healing and my journey sort of was like just really begun at that point. And I just needed to kind of, you know, know there was going to be like a light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, yeah, you were like the fourth or fifth person that was like, you probably should read this book. And I was like, what is this book? And then I read it and I was like, oh, I get it. I needed this. Well, (laughs) <laughs> well, well, that book blew up. Um, yeah. Everybody, everybody read that book. And now uh, Glennon Doyle has a podcast called We Can Do Hard Things. And it's about being brave, showing up in your life, risking failure, giving life your all, living a big life, not shrinking down for people. And um, I'm going to be honest with you and with the audience. I, I don't actually listen to the podcast. So <laughs> full disclosure, but I really should because the book kind of rocked my world. And I I think the pot, the podcast came from the book, 
Um, but anyway, all of this is, is sort of setting up where I'm going with this episode today, because I asked you to join me for this podcast, because on this podcast, we talk about people helping other people. And I was thinking about people doing hard things, uh, facing tragedies, traumas, staring down adversity, being vulnerable, and at the same time, thinking about the loved ones in that person's life who want to be helpful while they're going through difficult times. And this interesting dynamic occurs, and I want to hear your perspective on this, but when, when you're the person who's caring about someone going through a hard thing, it does something to us. I mean, what's been your experience with that, you think? It's like a visceral reaction. I mean, it is so hard to not want to shield the people that we love and the people that we care about from pain, right? Yeah. And it is so hard, especially if they're going through something that we've been through and we can almost anticipate the outcome to then doubly want to be like, please don't do that. This is what's going to happen. You don't have to go through this. Like learn from my experience. Um, I, I find myself the most triggered when I see a family member or a friend going through something that maybe I've been through or similar to it. And I'm like, let me just stop you from feeling the pain that I felt, which is crazy because so many times like now we talked about this healing journey, right? And now kind of being on the other end of it, I, I, I wouldn't say I appreciate the things that I've been through, but I have some kind of gratitude for the things that I've been through and the hard things. And when I think about it like that and the things that I've learned about myself, having gone through those things, I'm almost like, is it good for me to take that away from somebody else? Like, is that what I should be doing? You know, like, am I stunting their growth in some way by doing that? Um, so that's kind of the reframe that I try to think about, but it doesn't make it any easier in the moment to like not tell someone to do something. No, it's, it's true. It is so hard to watch people struggle, especially those you care about. And yet we all look back on our struggles with such a, like a feeling of pride and triumph that like, what if someone had robbed you of all of those struggles, all of them, like your life was just cushy and perfect. Um, <clears throat> and I guess, I guess I, I relate to this because, you know, it took me a long time in my life to be the person who finally is willing to do hard things. Like I think as a kid, I was scared to do hard things mm-hmm. and, and it felt like such a moment of growth for me in my young adulthood, middle adulthood, when I realized like, no, I, I actually step up to the plate and like, I, I'm pretty tough and I'm resilient and I, I take chances and I do big things. And what I've realized looking around me is that I'm surrounded by people who love me, but are often discouraging me from doing hard things. And I started creating this list as I was thinking about the podcast, like the things that I heard throughout my life, like don't try out for the play. You'll, you'll have to memorize too many lines. Um, don't try out for the team. You might get cut or rejected. Don't go for that promotion. The job might be too hard for you. Don't go to that school. I've heard it's really hard to complete those classes. 
don't take that trip. They might not speak English there where you're going. How, how will you get around? Mm-hmm. Um, don't run that race. You might hurt yourself or you mm-hmm. won't make it. Mm-hmm. Don't write that book because people might criticize your work. Don't mm-hmm. trust that person. He might break your heart. Mm-hmm. And I get I get that these are things people say when they're trying to shield me. Like, that was your yeah. word. But like they're, they're trying to protect me from tough times. But all they really end up telling me is that they don't think I can handle it. Yeah. And that's not their intention, but right. This is what happens when we tell people what to do. It's the same thing, right? It's the same feeling of if I wasn't to tell you, then you wouldn't be able to figure it out on your own. So if you go through this hard thing, you will not be able to survive it. And who is anybody else to say that you won't? Yeah. Right. It's nobody, no one else can say that, but you and the things that we learn as we go through these hard things and those examples that you said, I was just like, oh my gosh, how many times that people have said those things to me as well. And it made me even think more so now when I've internalized, you know, over the years, some of those fears that people have said to me time and time again, and I, it sticks out to me so much more now that people who say you can do it, you'll be fine. You can handle it. Yes. Yes. Well, I kind of, you can see me that listeners can't, but I sort of sat up straight when you said that, because I think women in particular are kept so small in this world. Um, and, and actually it's been a few years since I read Untamed, but if I recall correctly, that's actually what the book is about. Like that, that the world wants to kind of control us in these little boxes. And we goddamn just need to... cheetah, okay? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. I'm a goddamn cheetah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I guess, I, guess, I guess it's like easier to control us if we live these neat and tidy little safe lives that are very small. And as women, I feel like we are grown, we grow up constantly being told, watch out, slow down, take it easy, think it through, be careful. And that message is like, I, I hear that a hundred times more than I hear, go for it. You can do it. Yeah. Um, and I tell my partner all the time that one of the things I love the most about him is he is in my world. He is that rare voice that tells me, go for it, aim higher, reach further, shoot for the stars, do big things. And it's, it's such a, a breath of fresh air and it's so yeah. different from what I'm used to, that it's almost exhilarating. And I I guess I want to say to the listening audience, like, I want everyone to have that person in their life who says, let's do hard things. And so I'm kind of begging our audience to be that person for someone. Be the person who says, you know what, that's going to be really hard and you should do it anyway. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was like, should we talk about this in like the realm of dating? But I First of all, your partner's amazing. I met him. I love him. I'm so happy that he's that person for you. But I was thinking about relationships that I've had. And like my ex-husband was like the opposite of this, right? Everything was like, you can't do that. You can't do that. You won't be able to do that. You'll fail, blah, 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 right? Ex-boyfriends, like you shouldn't do that. You can't do that, You can't, right? And when I meet a man now, or if I'm in a dating relationship now, and there's this sense of, yeah, 
like, why don't you just try? Or like, you can do that. Like you've been doing things like that. Like you're going to be fine. And it's so, it's like such a shock to me almost when I hear it now, because I'm so used to like having to, you know, explain myself or be, or argue why I can do these things. Right. And that, that vote of confidence, right. Has really kind of helped me internalize this feeling of I can do things. Right. And if I can't for whatever reason, like I'll still be okay. (laughs) I will still be fine. Right. And I think that's the message, right? Like, okay, maybe I can't. And (laughs) yeah. So what? I won't die. Exactly. Probably. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Um, And if I die, I died trying, right? Like I, I died, I died living a big full life. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I think this is a big thing because I feel, I could just speak for me. I feel like I'm almost programmed now to anticipate other people's anxieties and fears coming yeah. at me. Yes. Um, so every time I have like a big idea, I start building my case that I'm going to make to all the people in my life who are going to worry about this thing, right? Like, okay, I'm going to tell them that I'm doing this. They're all going to be scared of this. So how do I make everyone else comfortable with this? And how sad is that, that I am so trained to anticipate everyone else's worries for me. And when that rare voice shows up that says, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you should do that. I like don't know what to do with myself. (laughs) Like, like, I don't have to convince you that everything is going to be fine. Right. Wow. It's freeing. Right. It's so, it's so free. And it's so funny because this literally just happened 15 minutes ago. And I was telling you how uh, my sister's in Ghana right now. And she had called me and she made a decision on something that I probably wouldn't have necessarily like encouraged her to do. But as soon as she told me, and I was thinking about this podcast and I said, you know what, rather than discourage her, let me just, you know, give her some words of wisdom and encourage her to trust herself. Mm-hmm. And I could hear the, I could hear her building up this story in anticipation of me being like, I can't believe you're doing that. Why would you do that? Like, that's not the right decision. Like, please don't do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I said, you know, make sure you do what's comfortable for you, but it's okay to explore and and meet new people and, and really, you know, enjoy yourself and that kind of thing. I could hear her voice, this relief. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I don't know if I always show up for her that way, you know, and I wish that I did more. It's such a good example because even the way you tell the story, you sensed her bracing for your fears and worries. She was bracing for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if you were telling like mom or dad, but I'm like, but I think we're so used to that, right? And I think parents, it's really hard. And I have a daughter. So like even at three and a half going on 13, I break, I try to control this. And I, I teach her like, listen, you can do that thing. And there will be, co- like, she knows the word consequences <laughs> because I'm like, things will happen, but you can do that. And you need to learn to trust yourself, right? But this idea that we're so conditioned to like, yeah. first of all, needing someone else's approval or needing someone else's opinion on it to give us like the go ahead, right? And then also being conditioned to knowing that we're going to get pushback from it or we're going to, you know, going to get 
someone else's fears projected onto us makes it really hard. But yeah, she was bracing in that conversation. And I was like, you know what? You, I trust you that you can trust yourself and you're smart enough to navigate this and you'll be okay. Yeah. I believe in you. Yeah. I, I and I was before you logged in and, and I was just get, gathering my thoughts for this. It occurred to me that I so often don't even tell people what I'm up to because I'm so tired. I, I'm so tired of people trying to keep my life so small. Um, and so I often don't even tell people about my shit until I've already done it. Yeah. And, and, and then I can be like, look at this thing I did. It's already done. You know, like, right. I, I, like, look at this race I ran. I already ran yeah. it. Like, yeah. I, I didn't tell you I was training for it, but I did it. Yeah. Or look at this book I wrote. I didn't tell you I was writing it, but it's done. Um, and, and it's sad though. I mean, I've put that up as my protection now. Like now, mm-hmm. now I protect all of my accomplishments from everybody else's mm-hmm. fears and anxieties shitting all over it. Yeah. Um, and I, I guard, I guard my big dreams and don't tell people cause they're going to go, but what about this? And what about that? Well, just be careful. I don't know. Maybe you should watch out. Maybe you should slow down. Like I, I'm going to protect my, my, my goals from all of that. And so I do keep a lot to myself and then people find themselves so surprised when they're mm-hmm. like, well, I didn't know you were doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't <laughs> know. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And it's for good reason. And like you bring up that race. And I remember the moment that I posted, oh, I'm training for this race. Uh, And people were like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And I immediately was like, I don't want to do this race anymore. (laughs) Because now I'm like, now there's like this expectation. And what if I don't do well? And, you know, like the fun of it was just like completely gone. And I was like, why would I? I'm so mad that I posted that. Like, I wish I had just not said anything. And then I could just done it and like did horrible and like no one would have known anything. Um, but at the same time, it, that accountability, because there were so many more people that were like, you're going to be so great. Like you're going to do awesome. Mm -hmm. And who cares what your time is like, whatever. Um, that I, it kind of taught me that it, certain things need to be protected for sure. Because people's, you know, people's, minds can only expand as, as big as their own. Right. So that definitely needs to be protected, but other things I want to almost like test my own confidence. Right. And I want to test my own decision-making process because can it withstand the fears, uh, that someone else projects onto them? Because then it's like, am I really making the decision for me? Am I making it so that other people can validate? Like, why am I doing it? Right. Like, what are my actual motives? Right. So if I can say something and declare something and, and be so rooted in, I know that this is what I want to do and I'm okay with this, uh, it kind of helps me to build up that trust and confidence in myself. I I was I was making faces at you to be like, yes, keep going. So I without trying to interrupt you, um, I I think you're really on to something there that's actually this this will help me grow, right? Because I don't. I don't really want to be someone who's so guarded all the time. I don't really want to keep so many secrets. I want to be able to tell everybody what I'm up to, but I I often feel I must guard these things or everyone's going to shit on my fun. But now you're making me think, you know, maybe it would be healthy for me now to have a little talk with myself and say, okay, Kate, you've decided to do this thing. Sure. You could keep it private until it's finished. 
that's an option. Or you could be really brave and not just do it, do it openly and publicly and trust yourself not to let anyone discourage you or keep you down. Um, and maybe that's just like the level of growth I haven't gotten to yet, <laughs> but, but like, I would like to, I would like yeah. to put something out there and say, Hey world, I'm doing this and go ahead with all your fears and anxieties. Go ahead and tell me, watch out, slow down, be careful. I'm not going to listen to any of it Yeah, uh, because I'm that determined. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that sometimes that maybe that is necessary for our growth. Right. And I think it's, you know, coming from different people too. Right. I think, you know, your partner, you're not going to get that same thing from, right. So we have to think also, you know, where are these voices coming from? Like, is it just random people that I went to high school with or whatever, you know, acquaintances or colleagues, you know, those voices hold a different weight, you know, but for me personally, um, as someone who's, gone through this process and like started to understand myself a lot and like where a lot of my anxiety comes from like I know like my dad is a source of, and I love my dad I'm like a huge daddy's girl like I have two siblings I'm definitely his favorite and like he it's I I know this to be true like everyone knows this. it's fine um but I he is one person that he projects his fears and insecurities so much. So when I speak things about certain things that I'm doing or whatever, and I talk, I have to remind myself, like, where is it coming from? I know he loves me, but I know that he has his own shit and he can't help that he projects that onto my own decisions. So it doesn't necessarily not hurt when I hear it, but I have to remind myself like, oh, this is where it's coming from. That's okay. It really has nothing to do with me. And like, my decision is actually fine. Yeah. Well, you, you, you are a daddy's girl because you're letting, you're letting him off a little easy. You said he can't help it. I would argue he probably could if he tried, he probably right? Could. He, probably he, prob- could. he probably could if he tried. Um, and, 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 and the only reason I'm harping on this, not nothing against your dad, I'm harping on this because I think, I think our listeners are probably a lot like your dad and I want to challenge them to not just be like, well, I can't help it. I'm just going to project my fears onto you. You can help it. Like just try. And, and I think, you know, when I pitched this idea to you, Melanie, it was because I said, you know, Glennon Doyle has that podcast called We Can Do Hard Things. And I want to say to our audience, we can let people do hard things. We can let others go walk through hell. We can let others fall down and make mistakes. And, mm-hmm. and it might be hard to watch. Maybe sometimes yeah. you, you feel like you can't stomach it, but yeah. you can stomach it if you yeah. try, if you work on it. And, and our listeners tune in because they are people trying to be helpful to other people. And so I'm just asking folks to consider what's really helpful here, because I think what you and I are saying is often the most helpful thing is to let someone know you believe in them. Absolutely. And I think, so you just gave me a growth moment because uh, I think you're right. I think you are right that he could do better. And I think for me, as part of my healing and my growth journey is having that conversation in the context of, listen, I know this might make you anxious. I know that I know this might not be a decision that you might agree with, um, but I want to let you know, and I would really just appreciate your support on it, right? Like Mm -hmm. almost prefacing it that way to not necessarily let him off the hook, but to let him know, like, it's okay. And I'm doing this anyway. And I don't 
Like you can feel those feelings of fear come up when I am sharing with you whatever I'm sharing and also not project them onto me, yeah. right? So yeah. I think um, the next time I have a conversation, it's going to be more around that. And I think that's a growth moment for me is to be so to own my decision so much that even someone like my dad, who I love and idolize, I can kind of put the conversation in the framework of uh, you may not agree, or you might have some insecurities or fears around this and that's okay. But also uh, don't bring them into this conversation because they're not mine and I don't need them. Yeah. I don't need them. Yeah. Oh, I just love the way that you said that. I don't need them. Um, there's a person in my life who like, listen, sometimes I feel like I'm pitching her a softball. Like it's such an easy one, right? <laughs> like I, I call her up and I say, Hey, guess what? Like I'll even frame it as I have great news. Melanie, does it even matter what I say next? Nope. If I call you and say, guess what? I have great news. You know that your job is to just hear whatever I say. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's it's a softball. I'm, I'm essentially telling this person, here's exactly how you should react. You should just be excited. And so then I share my great news and 99 out of a hundred times her response is, well, just be careful. Ooh. And I just want to be like, I've learned now to say, aha, uh -huh, you're a little nervous about this. Mm. And, and I'm not. Mm. Thanks for chatting. Hang up. <laughs> and to tell, so, and tell your listeners when this happens, because I'm sure a lot of them do this without knowing, how does that feel for you, right? Coming in with this great news that you want to share with somebody else. How does that feel for you when you get that? You better be careful. Or are you sure about this? How does that feel for you? Completely deflating, right? Like my whole, my whole tone of voice at the beginning is, Hey, guess what? I've got great news. And then when I hear, just be careful, I feel everything inside of me just like slump down. Ugh. And it, it takes all of the fun. It takes all of the energy. It takes all the excitement. And it's just kind of a bummer now. And I'm learning to say, right, you are, you are anxious about it. I am not. Yeah. Just that simple. Yeah. You are anxious about it. Even calling it out. I think that's so powerful, right? To like, be able to acknowledge in the moment that their anxiety is being projected onto you and to spell that out for them is huge, I think, for both people, for you, but also for your listener, right? To kind of have them be like, oh, ooh, wait, am I doing that kind of thing? Um, that's huge. Yeah. And I try to do it as simply as possible. You are anxious and I am not because with just a couple of words, you can send the message without having to go, listen, it really upsets me when I call you. And then you really you burst my bubble and you ruin all my fun. No, just, yeah. uh-huh. I see that you are anxious mm -hmm. and I am not. Um, and, and what I'm really trying to do is teach people that I am brave and you I, are. I'm, I might do some big shit like, yes. you, and if you're going to be in my life, you're going to have to be brave too. We teach people how to treat us. Yeah. So if we're brave, then the people around us have to be brave at the least for us. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. So yes, the whole point is not just that we can do hard things, but we can let people do hard things. We can do this. We can, we can be that. And your dad can be that too. Like, and, and Melanie, you're a mother. You can be that for your daughter. You can let her do hard things. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and, and I, and it's so funny because I have to remind myself when I see her actually accomplish something that was hard or she does something, or even if she falls down or gets hurt or whatever, but she learns from it and the, the sense of accomplishment and pride that she has when she figures something out or she does something that was really hard and she's able to get it done. Um, I don't want to take that away. You know, even at three, like, I don't want to take that away. And I want to start that for myself as a mom, I want to build that muscle because I know it's going to get harder as she gets older, but I want to like train myself now. <laughs> Love it. Really yeah. well said. Build the muscle. Yeah. Um, thanks for doing this with me. Time flies. I love it. Anytime. You know, we'll keep having you back again and again because you laugh at things I say. So I have to, I have to keep bringing you, <laughs> I have to keep bringing you back. <laughs>